Hi, my name is Davilo Atim. I'm the pastor of Kings and I'm very excited to welcome you to this special online experience with us at the Gathering of Kings. Like I love to say, I'm on this side, you're on that side. The Spirit of God is on every side, on our side, <laughs> on every side. And it's just a beautiful time that we're going to have today as we pray together, as we worship together, as we look into the Word of God and as we prepare our hearts and our minds to hear what God is saying to us in the midst of the cacophony and the confusion that seems prevalent everywhere. God is still speaking. God is still moving. God is still doing amazing things. And this day, in this season, this time we're going to spend together, expect amazing things to happen. Expect clarity, expect a fresh surge of joy, of grace, of the anointing, of impact, a fresh burst of light. I believe that great things are going to happen to us and in us as we worship together today. Before we go into the word, and there's an amazing word, before we go into a time of prayer and we'll get time to pray, I want you to just join me and join us as we worship together. We're going to start off by exalting the name of the Lord, by adoring him, honoring him, and letting him know that we're so grateful to be alive and that we have the privilege of his presence. Please join me and join us today as we receive the ministry of the King's music team as the leaders in some minutes of worship. Let's do this together. Come on. Father, we exalt you. Wherever you are, just join in worship. And we'll be back to press on in the word after the session of worship. Now we
together. Let's exalt him. Let's honor him. Let's adore him. He is great. He is glorious. We love you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We exalt you, Jesus. Wherever you are, can you just raise your hands and glorify him? Oh, Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Father. We honor you, our King. We exalt you as the King of the universe, the one who never fails, the one who never lies, the one who's never late, the one who's always available when we call. We honor you, O God, for preserving our lives, for protecting us, for shielding us, for covering us, for forgiving us, for redeeming us, for renewing us, for refreshing us, for establishing us, for leading us. Father, we exalt you. You are incomparable. You are indescribable. You are inexhaustible. You are inimitable. You're indomitable. We exalt you, Father. Accept our worship. Accept our praise. In Jesus' name, we have worshipped. Amen and amen and amen. I hope you, you were blessed by that moment of worship or that session of worship, but beyond being blessed, that you actually blessed the name of the Lord. You know, God actually takes delight in hearing our hearts cry to Him, in hearing us express our love for Him, our appreciation of Him. How do you feel when somebody says, thank you, I admire you, I love you? You feel good, right? Now, of course, God doesn't need our praise and our worship to feel good, but he loves it. He loves it when we worship. And so beyond the 10 minutes or the 12 minutes that we have here corporately, spend time personally worshiping the name of the Lord. Now God has a word for you because when you speak to him, guess what? He doesn't leave you without a word. So we're going to look into the word of God together. But this is what I wanted to do. As I usually love for you to do. I love for you to get your writing material. To get your notepads or your digital devices. If you're laying in bed right now. Why not sit up? Just, just, yep, yep, yep. I saw you. <laughs> if you're laying in bed, just sit up. Straighten up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, pay attention. Attention is currency in the realm of the spirit. Pay attention. Give heed to those things. So I'm going to give you about uh, 10 to 20 seconds. Get your notepads. Get your digital devices. Get your own tablet. I'm not talking about medication. Uh, as a matter of fact, the word of God is medication. Glory. And it's also a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path. It's a lamp. You got that. <laughs> onto your feet and a light onto your path. So get, get something you're going to write in. There's a lot that God has prepared for us today. It's going to be exciting. You do not want to miss any moment of it and tell everybody in your house your flatmate your family members your brother your sister that person who's still sleeping right now go wake that person up and say god has something to say listen listen pay close attention for god has something to say to you i'll be back in a couple of seconds
Oh, you're back already? You're back? All right, great. Hope you have your tablets, your writing material. God has a lot to say to you today. And I'm excited about this word because I know that it will birth testimonies in your life. I know that as I was praying and preparing, I felt uh, an upsurge of such grace. And I'm trusting the Lord that the same grace, the same capacity, the same anointing that I've experienced in the private place of prayer, you will experience in your heart right now, in your life, in your space, everywhere around you. And there's going to be massive transformation in every area of your life. Did you say amen? Oh, come on, somebody, your amen can be louder, can be stronger, can be deeper, can be richer, can be <laughs> more, more vibrant. Say aloud and thunderous, amen. All right, that's more like it. Now type in the comment box if you're here. Say, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Type. If you're, if, if you're with us right now, just type a comment in the comment box. Say, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. All right. So today, we're going to be looking at something very powerful. I'll tell you what the topic is. But if you go real quick to the book of Exodus chapter 33. Real quick, can you go to the book of Exodus chapter 33? Exodus chapter 33. The Bible says from verse 12 that Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. And you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray if I have found grace in your sight. This is Moses speaking to God. If I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you. That I may find grace in your sight. I love this portion of scripture. And one of the reasons why I love this portion of scripture is that Moses was saying to God, God, you've told me to do this and that. You've told me to work for you. But beyond my work for you, I want to know you. And that ought to be the craving of every true believer. When you're saying, God, I'm not just satisfied with doing great things for you. Writing great books for you. Preaching great messages for you. Singing fantastic songs for you. Starting great businesses in your name. But God, I want want to know you. That has to be the longing, the craving, the desire of our hearts. That has to be the fire that burns deep within. But beyond that, Moses also said, if I found grace in your sight, now show me your way that I may find grace in your sight. Which means that every dimension of grace in your life is supposed to pave way for another dimension of grace in your life. He says, if I found grace, show me your way that I may find grace in your sight. The bridge between graces in the spirit is the revealed ways of God. In other words, every time I have an experience, a revelation with God, it bridges me into a new dimension of grace. Somebody shout grace. <laughs> somebody shout grace. I didn't plan this, but somebody shout grace. When I say I didn't plan, I didn't plan to wear the grace of a chant shirt, but I'm speaking about grace right now. Somebody shout grace. It says that I may know you and find grace in your sight. So every time you have a fresh revelation, you are bridged into grace. You are present in grace. You are growing in grace i pray for you right now watching me that you begin to swim in dimensions of grace that you never thought were possible that you will move from being gifted to being graced you will not only be gifted spiritually and naturally but the grace of god begins to flow in your life like never before in the name of jesus somebody shout grace where you are it says, and consider that this nation is your people, verse 14, Exodus 33, verse 14. And he said, that's God answering now. He said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. If you're taking notes, write this down. 
The presence of God is the key to rest. The presence of God is the secret to rest. See, there are many people today who are rich, who are beautiful, who are charming, who are charismatic, who are maybe even anointed, right? But they don't have rest in their lives. Why? Because the key to rest is not just great gifts and great graces and great oils. It is the active engagement of the presence of God. It's the conscious awareness of the presence of God. God said, my presence will go with you and you stop being restless. There's a generation that is restless, a generation that is uncertain, a generation that is always nervous, always edgy, always agitated, and always trying to push their personal insecurities to the outside and uh, project on other people and curse out other people and many times it's just rooted in the simple fact that these people have knowledge but no wisdom that these people have activity but no productivity that these people actually have a semblance of wokeness but they have not awoken into the revelation that the presence of God is the secret to rest and if there's an area of restlessness in your life I'm praying today that as you experience this as you receive this as you listen to this you will enjoy a heightened awareness of the presence of God where you are I hope somebody said amen to that God said my prince will go with you I'll give you rest and Moses said verse 15 if your presence does not go with us do not bring us up from here the whole point of trying to move away from this place is that we want to journey into you. Let it be said concerning you that the reason you do the things you want to do, the things you do, the things you set your mind to do is that you are journeying into God. That your experience with God ought not to just be an encounter or an event, but a journey that translates you from one level of grace to another level of grace, one level of glory to another level of glory, one dimension of faith expression to another dimension of faith expression. It says, if we do not, if you do not go with us, if your prince does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your side, verse 16, except you go with us? So shall we be separate or distinguished, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. Verse 17. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. Why? For you have found grace in my sight and I know you by name. I love this. May this be our testimony that God will say, I have known you by name. Remember, at the end of the age, the word says that when Jesus will sit and judge the nations, that he will say to certain people, certain people will come and say, we've done mighty works in your name. We've cast out devils in your name. And Jesus will say, depart from me. I never knew you. But here is God saying to Moses, I have known you by name. In other words, there's an intimate engagement here. There's an, there's an experience here. In other words, he's saying that there is something that we share koinonia, communion, fellowship, intimacy, togetherness, Aya. Hey, that there is something, oh, la pusa, tikata, that transpires between you and me. He says, I have known you by name. And Moses said, God, show me. He said, please show me your glory. May this be the craving of our heart, that we're not craving new cars not craving new titles, not craving new clients, but that we are craving God above all those things. Those things have their places, but I don't want anything that God has not given me. He says, please show me your glory. Why? Because our requests, 
are a reflection of our desires. Our requests are a, a reflection of our cravings. Moses said, I want to see your glory. In. And God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. So God equates his goodness to his glory. Why? Because the glory of a thing or a being is the truest expression of that thing or that being. So when Moses said, God, show me your glory, God said, I will show you all my goodness. Why? Because every part of God is good. Come on. Every part of God is good. His front is good. His back is good. His right side is good. His left side is good. You know, when many ladies this, they want to take pictures or a selfie, they will look for their good side. Well, let me tell you something. God doesn't have one good side. All of his sides are good. His mind is good, his heart is good, his words are good, and he will do you good. Did somebody receive that? I said, because God is entirely, completely good, he will do you good. You will experience the goodness of God in the season and beyond. If you believe it, shout amen. So I will cause all my goodness to pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious to this God speaking, and I will have compa compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, God said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and leave. And the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand upon the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. I wish I had enough time to explain all of that, but I won't get into all the latter part. Let me just highlight and spotlight Exodus 33 verse 14. And it says, and he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. I want to quickly type in the comment box right now the title for today's message. We're starting a new series today. And this series is called Power. Somebody shout power. Somebody shout power. As we celebrate resurrection in this season, and we celebrate resurrection not just for a day, even though it's okay to take out one day specially, but we celebrate the resurrection power of Jesus Christ every day in our lives. And as we start uh, this series, we're calling this series Power. I want to launch this series, using that word, launch this series with this title. Come on, write it down, type it. Are you ready? F fastest fingers first, every finger right now. Type it, type it, type it. Say there is power in his presence. But the title is the power of his presence. The power of his presence. The power of his presence. Come on, type that down real quick. And as we pray, Father, we thank you because you are powerful. You are full of power. You are full of might. You are the almighty. You never bow to anyone. You never queue up for anyone. You are in control. You are sovereign over the planets, over the elements. You are the one who made all the heavens and everything in them. You made the earth and everything in the earth. You made the seas and everything in the seas. You are the creator who's never taken a loan, who's never deferred to anyone. You are powerful all by yourself. And as we look into your word, we'll receive the power of your word. Let that same power, Eketo Saba, that is inherent in your word, be manifest in every area of our lives. Explode with might over us. Let your glory, let your gospel, let your energy, let your fervor to splash all about the airwaves as we partake of the word that our lives indeed will be transformed by the power of your presence. And like Moses, we will bask in greater dimensions of glory, more than Moses. For now we have the Christ in us 
and the beyond the theoretical ascent of that reality. Our lives are practical manifestations of your presence and your power. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let your amen ring loud. You know, more recently, something started happening in my family. Many of you know that I'm married to the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> Amazing woman. We're blessed with two uh, dynamic princes. And generally, usually, they hang around their mother ever so often. They are so fond of their mother. They love me. They care about me. But they spend more time with their mother. But something's there happening a couple of weeks, I think. I'm not sure if it's up to months now. Maybe a month and a couple of, couple of weeks. And so, what was it? Or what is it? It is the fact that when they're going to bed, they always want me to be in bed with them. They want me to be the one to take them to bed. You know, Karen will come and say, Daddy, am I going to my room? Am I going to my room? <laughs> That's what he says. Am I going to my room? In other words, will you come to my room? Uh, and sometimes they go, will you come to sleep to me? <laughs> it means, will you come to sleep on my bed? Right, and, and that has been happening for a while. And I think two nights ago, once we're in bed, usually when, when that happens, I'll go to bed with them. Sometimes I actually sleep off and I wake up by 1 a.m. and get to do my work and all of that. But, but something happened two nights ago. I asked them, I said, Carmen, why do you always ask me to sleep, to take you to bed? And this was what he said. Is that because I love you? <laughs> and, and that was so cute. Is that because I love you? And that was so cute. Now, now what, what, what happens usually is that we go to bed and they're still talking or they're still playing. And then I calm them down and I pray with them. And I lead them in confessions. And sometimes they recite the Bible verses and all of that. All those kind of things. That's what we do. And I ask them, why? He said, because I love you. And that reminds me of what our relationship with God has to be like. That we should never grow to a point where we cannot be vulnerable enough to say, God, I need you. Just the same way my son said, Daddy, come. Daddy, come. It's not as if God ever leaves us, but God wants us to crave his presence. He's the one who has promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But he wants us to crave his presence. That there might be times in your life where you are not experiencing that spark, that spunk, that fire, that fervor, that fervency, that intensity, that sense of overwhelming divine activity in your area. And I'm not saying that you should always crave extraordinary things, but I'm saying that there are times in your life when you know that this thing is growing cold, this fire is dying out, this passion is waning quickly, and you want to say, God, I need you in my bed. God, I need you in my intimate space. God, I crave the manifestation of your wisdom, of your power. I want you to rub my head like I rub the head of my children, like I leave them in confessions. God, tell me what to say right now. God, show me where to go right now. Like we're saying together, sometimes you have to get to that place in your heart and in your life where you say, I'm not satisfied with what I've seen before. I'm not satisfied with the things I've heard before. But Lord, I crave you right now. If that's you, type in the comment box, say, I'm craving God. I'm craving God. Some people they crave money, but I'm craving God. Some people, they crave chips, but I'm craving God. Some people crave cakes, but I'm craving God. Some people crave ice creams, but ice cream, I'm craving God. I hope you got that. Hey, some people crave ice cream, but ice cream, I'm craving God. I'm craving God. I need you in the morning. I need you at night. I need you when I walk. I need you when I preach. I need you when I'm everywhere. Lord, I need you. Moses was in that place. He said, God, I don't want to leave this place. I don't want to leave this place. 
If you don't lead me, I, I don't want to leave this place if you don't guide me. I don't want to leave this place if it's not you promoting me, I don't want to be promoted. If it's not you lifting me, I don't want to be lifted. If it's not you guiding me, I don't want to be guided. Otherwise, I'll be misguided even when I'm a missus. hope somebody got that. <laughs> and the presence of God is greater than the presence of Danny in Carmen and Ronald's room. It's greater than that. But the same way they crave my presence, we ought to crave the presence of God. Now, when something is present, guess what happens? It's not just that thing that is present. It's what that thing comes with. Have you ever been in the presence of someone that was using a very strong perfume? Strong perfume? And, and when the person hugged you, and when the person contacted you, do you know what happened? Something on them jumped off on you. Hey! That whatever it is, I immerse myself in the active awareness and the conscious awareness of the presence of God. The perfume of His glory, the perfume of His power, the perfume of His purpose rub off on me. And I'm able to carry that same grace. Everywhere I go, because in a certain, in a manner of speaking, grace is like perfume in the spirit. People can smell it. Hey, people can smell grace. I hope somebody's getting this right now. And, and so the presence of God is so powerful, so powerful that we actually see what the word of, of the Lord says to us concerning that presence. In Psalm 114, from verse 1 to 8, he said, When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of strange language, he said, Judah became the sanctuary of God, and Israel, his domain, dominion, his domain. He said, the sea saw it and fled. He said, Jordan turned back. In other words, when the presence of God is active, in a place things begin to move things begin to shift nobody instructed Jordan to flee nobody instructed the sea to part but the presence of God was so palpable and potent I pray in the season when the world is panicking and people are falling apart and things are turning topsy-turvy that the power of God's presence in your life will distinguish you that the power of God will displace barriers cause the impossible to become possible remove the elements that are arrested and tormented you if that's your word shout i believe i receive don't just say don't just say it under your breath don't just keep quiet somebody shout i believe i receive so that's what happened that these elements began to shift he said that the mountains skipped like rams the hills were like lambs at the presence of God. And I want to know that God doesn't just want us to feel or sense his presence at a corporate gathering. He wants that to be the MO of our lives. That's what he has promised us. Just like he promised Moses. He said, I will never leave you. Hey. He said, I will be with you. He says, I, my presence will go with you. And that's God's promise to you. Let's just look at a couple of things. You know, when a president is coming to town, a president, whatever your nation is, if you, if you have a president in your nation or your prime minister in your nation or maybe the king of your nation, the premier personality in your nation, when he's coming to town, you know what happens? There's a lot of activity. But the activity is centered on his presence. 
So usually what will happen is that they will clear the highways. Hey, Yakata by. They will clear the highways. They will line the, the highways with security personnel. Personnel. They will protect the place. They will increase security around the place. In other words, the presence of prominent people brings this. Listen to this. The presence of prominent people brings about a proliferation of power. The presence of prominent people brings about a proliferation of power. When prominent people are in a space, a prominent personality is in a space, the security goes up. So the heightened awareness of God's presence should not make you nervous or weak or tired or afraid or scared or burdened. It should actually let you know that there is protection. That because in the natural, when the precedence is in a place, the protection, security systems are heightened. When the presence of God is made manifest in your life, the security systems in your life are elevated and heightened. I rebuke that spirit of fear. I rebuke that spirit that wants to cripple you, paralyze you, make you feel intimidated, break you down. You will not be held in the grip of that fear. The fear of disease, the fear of death, the fear of sickness, the fear of poverty, the fear of delay, the fear of loss, the fear of aloneness, the fear of barrenness. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus and I proclaim that the security systems of your life are revealed to you. Elisha said, God open his eyes that he may see that they that are with us are more than they that are against us. God's presence is with you. You have no reason to fear. It happens as well with celebrities, prominent people. The security systems are there. The highways are lined. Similarly, with the procession of God in your life, understand this, that the highways of your life are lined. With angelic hosts. You have spiritual bouncers that can deny access to every sickness, disease, element that oh my yakata that violates the plans and the purposes of God. Every contrary thing. It does not mean you will not go through troubles and adversity will come to them, but it means that trouble and adversity will not go through you because you have divine immunity. One of my mentors, Pastor Goke. Koka once told me this, immunity. You know what immunity is when your system is immune? He said that if you change it to Yoruba, it's the same thing, immunity. In other words, in Yoruba, it means that they will try to catch you, but they won't catch you. Immunity means that the disease might try to come, but it will not catch you because there's immunity. Immunity. In other words, they'll not be able to catch you. That's what that means in Yoruba language. Immunity. So there are four dimensions I want us quickly look at today. Quickly, four dimensions to drive this reality in, in your life. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Quickly, before I give you those dimensions, can you just spend the next two minutes thanking God for the power of his presence? Do that real quick and we'll be back. Actually, less than two minutes. If you can do it in about 30 seconds, just pray strong and say, God, I thank you for the power of your presence. Don't stop praying right now. Love is language. Stronger than hate, love is forgiveness, it doesn't run away, love needs no weapon, it is its own defense in the end, love will always win, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you Lord for the power of your presence. 
four major things that are four major areas in which I want us to apply this today from the Word of God. We're going to talk about the power of His presence. It's not just a theoretical thing or philosophical thing. God guarantees us that no matter what's happening in the world around us, that we have the blessing and the assurance of His presence. So, number one, God with us. Somebody say that. God with us us you can personalize and say god with me call your name god with me let's say it together god is with you call all your names now real quick do that do that do that do that say god is with you god with us that's the first dimension Look at what the word says in Deuteronomy chapter 31, 7 to 8. Deuteronomy, did you write that down? Deuteronomy 31, 7 to 8. Please write it down so you can read it. You can memorize it. You can paste it somewhere. It is powerful. Look at what it says. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage. For you must go with the people, this people, to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. And you shall cause them to inherit it. God had given Joshua a mighty assignment. What was the assignment? Divide the inheritance of the people to them. Just like you. I don't know what you do for a living. I don't know what your ministry assignment or calling is. But if you're a child of God, God has an assignment for your life. God has a mandate. It's not just the pastors, the preachers, the evangelists, the apostles and prophets that have a call from God. God has a call upon your life. And some people's inheritance in some way, material or spiritual, is connected to that calling. It's a big assignment. So Joshua must have been feeling, I don't have what it takes. I'm not doing miracles like Moses did miracles. I've, I've not parted the Red Sea like Moses parted the Red Sea. I've not called man and quail from heaven. He's possibly feeling inexperienced and insufficient like somebody might be feeling right now based on the demands and the pressure on your life. But here is what Moses said. He said, and the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He is the one who goes before you. And it said, he will be with you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. Do not fear not be dismayed. Deuteronomy 31, 7 to 8. He says, the Lord God is the one who goes before you. He says, he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Do not be afraid. Somebody shout, God is with me. I feel the glory of God. I feel the power of God in this place. Somebody shout, God is with me. How would you feel if you always had 10 soldiers with you all the time? How would you feel if you had your favorite musician with you all the time? How would you feel if you had the richest man in the world with you all the time? How would you feel if you had the biggest bouncer in the world with you all the time? How would you feel if you had the greatest scientist with you all the time? Well, let me tell you, what you have is bigger than a scientist, than a musician, than a soldier, than an architect, than a big modern spender. He is the king of the universe. And like God said to Joshua, I say to you, God is with you. God is, let's say it together. God is with me. God is with me. God is with me with me god is with me god is, god 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 is with me god is with me isaiah 41 from verse 10 to 14 he said fear not for i am with you fear not for i am with you hey in other words the your consciousness of my presence god is saying is the antidote to fear he said fear not for i'm with you he didn't say fear not for you have a lot of money 
Do you know there are people who are very wealthy, but they are afraid right now? Do you know there are people who are stunningly beautiful, but they are so scared right now? Are you aware that there are people who have contacts and connections, but all those things feel like nothing right now because they are not consciously aware of the presence of God and the power that he has promised to unlock for us whenever it is that the occasion demands. He said, fear and farm with you. Isaiah 41 verse 10, one of my favorite scriptures. He says, be not dismayed for I am your God. Tire, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. How do you feel if you were a student and the VC said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of your ambition. I will help you. <laughs> How do you feel if you're a wrestler and the referee said, don't worry about the fight. I will help you. <laughs> How do you feel? God said, I am with you, not to mock you, not to laugh at you, not to let you waste away, but to help you and to strengthen you. He said, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He said, behold, I love this, behold all those who were incensed against you, all those who were angry, says they shall be ashamed and disgraced. This was God, what God is saying. People have said, let's see, let's see what will happen to him. Let's see what will happen to her. This corona is the end of her life. It's the end of the business. Nothing good can come out of them. Let's see whether they'll still be able to get. God said that they shall be ashamed and they shall be disgraced. I wish your amen could be louder and stronger than that. That's what the word of the Lord says. So they shall be as nothing and those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them, you shall not find them. Those who contend, contended with you, those who war against you shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Fear not, you warm Jacob. He compares Jacob to a worm. I've seen a worm before. It's wriggly, it's full of fluid, no spine, no structure, no bone on the inside. So when you feel wriggly and empty and vulnerable and easily snap you, have you seen the one you can easily snap it? God said even if you feel like they can easily snap you, like things can easily squash you, like things can easily fall apart. Remember this, I am with you and I will help you. And it says, I'm the Lord and your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah 41, 10 to 14. God is with us. Much more than promises, we have a person that guarantees us that God is with us. In Matthew 1.23, he says that his name, that the Son of God that will be born, this Jesus Christ, his name shall be Emmanuel, which means God with us. If you're born again, if you've received the life of Jesus in your heart, you have no need to panic because God is with you. Somebody shout God with us. Real quick, let me go to the second application of the power of God's presence and the presence of God's power. Number one is God with us. Number two is that God is not just with us, but God is around us. Somebody shout God around us. God around us. We're talking about the power of his presence. And I love the same Deuteronomy 32. We read Deuteronomy 31, 7 to 8 earlier. But now Deuteronomy 32, 9 to 13. Deuteronomy 32, 9 to 13. It says, for the Lord's portion is his people. Hey! That when God looks at the earth, he's not looking to hoard the mountains and get the gold for himself. That when the Lord looks at the earth, what he is looking for, what he's looking at, listen, he's looking out for his people. He says the Lord's portion is his people. You are God's portion. Do you know what you do to your portion? Do you remember when we were little children? And maybe your mom will give you 
a, a piece of cake or rather give you cake and then cut it and say, this one is for your brother. This one is for your sister. This one is for you. What did you do to your portion? Did you just let it be? Did you let somebody else take your portion? Did you not fight when somebody wanted to take your portion? Well, the word says that the Lord's portion is his people. That means if you're God's person, somebody say, I'm God's person. Mm -hmm. Beat your chest like that. Say, I'm God's person. Uh huh. Then say, I'm God's portion. Now, because I'm God's portion, God will fight to keep me. Because I'm God's portion, I'm special by design. Because I'm God's portion, I get the best. Because I'm God's portion, things work for me. Because I'm God's portion, everything is lining up. Even when it feels like things are falling apart, I'm the Lord's portion. It says the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled. This is the word I'm looking for. God around us. He encircled him. God encircled Jacob. Just like he encircles us. Hey, yeah. Somebody ought to write that down. God encircles me. So when I turn to the right, I see God. When I turn to the left, I see God. When I seem to be turning behind, I still see God. When it looks like I'm turning away, I still see God. I can't get over him. I can't get under him. I can't get around him. I can't get out of him. I'm encircled by God. I'm surrounded by God. He said he encircled him and he instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him and there was no foreign God with him. He made him ride in the heights of the earth that he might eat the produce of the fields. Hey, oh my God. This is describing you. That God said, when I encircle you, I instruct you, and I lift you on my own wings. I prophesy to you, you will ride upon your high places. I prophesy to you, you are soaring upon your high places. It does not matter how downcast you feel, discouraged, forlorn, forgotten, frazzled by life, and frustrated by circumstances. Hear ye the word of the Lord. God is lifting you on eagle's wings. God is causing you to soar upon your high places. And it said, not only will you soar upon your high places, Places. He said you will eat the produce of the fields in this dry season. The fields will produce for you. In the moment of famine, the fields bring resources into your life. I wish you could shout a louder amen. I wish you could clap your hands where you are. I wish you could stomp your feet and say my fields are producing. I'm lifted on the wings of God. I'm sorry. Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh some people the fly BA. Some people the fly Emirates. Some people fly KLM, but I'm not flying just those things. I fly God and God flies me. I'm not just flying KLM. I'm flying A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way to Z. I'm flying everywhere God is sending me because I'm on eagle's wings and God flies better than Emirates. He's smoother than Lufthansa. He flies better than Virgin. Come on somebody. That God is the aircraft of your life and it makes no difference what disease is airborne because you are God born and you are born on the wings of grace you will you will fly above every virus in the air you will fly above every circumstance in your area you will soar and if anything seems to be coming near you the divine immunity will preserve you and yours 
in the name of Jesus. I want you to put fire, fire, put fire emoji in the comment box right now. Put your hearts and your likes and your shares. Come on, type, type, post something right now. Engage this word. Pray in other tongues. Your fields are producing. Your fields are producing. You're flying on eagle's wings. And I said, he made him draw honey from the rock. A rock is a hard place, but honey is sweet. God is bringing sweetness out of your hardness. He's bringing sweet testimonies out of those hard circumstances. He's bringing sweet relief out of that hard opposition. That's what God is doing in your life in the season and beyond. An oil from the flint to rock. Psalm 139 verse 5. It said, you have enclosed me. Hey, you have enclosed me. It says before and behind. Psalm 139 verse 5. You have enclosed me. You have enveloped me in front and behind. It says you have placed your head, your hand upon my head. Another one says that you have hedged me before and behind. And your hand is upon me. That I'm enveloped by God. I'm encircled by God. I'm covered by God. Somebody shout encircled. Somebody shout surrounded. I love Psalm 32 verse 7. He said, you surround me. He said, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Psalm 32 verse 7. You are my hiding place. In other words, there are times in life where you need to hide. God said, I am your hiding place. There are times in life where there might be storms and things all around. God said, I'm your secure system. I'm your safe security system. I'm your solid security system. I'm your SSS. Your superior security system. SSS. You got that? Shall present from trouble. Psalm 125 verses 1 to 2. It says, They that trust the Lord shall be like Mount Zion, which shall not be moved, but abide forevermore. He said, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. Are you his person? Then you're surrounded by him. So don't forget, number one, God with us. Number two, God around us. Number three, and you'll love this as well, God for us. God for us. God is not just with us. God does not just surround us. God is also for us. You know what? Somebody can be with you and not be for you. Are you aware of that? That there's some people who are on your team or in your circle, in your place. I'm not the one I say your team. I'm talking about your team in Kings. But in some other places, right? That might not be for you. But see this. God is not just with you. He does not just surround you. Somebody can surround you, provide surveillance around you so that he can look at your vulnerable spot to attack you. God said, I'm not like that. I'm with you and I am for you. God said, I am for you. Psalm 118 verse 6. This is actually, this is actually the memory verse that my wife is taking Carmine on right now. Psalm 118 verse 6. He says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. The Lord is with me. I will not fear. The Lord is on my side. That was, that's what it means to be for me. He says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The next verse says, the Lord is for me amongst those who help me. The Lord is for me. To be for is to be pro you. So God is pro you. 
God is not anti you. He's pro you. He is for you. He's looking out for how to bless you, how to lift you, how to strengthen you, how to reveal more of himself to you, how to reveal more of himself through you, how to express his greatness, grandeur, glory, gospel through your life, gifts, common. Oh yes, God is for you. He says, the Lord is among you. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. Psalm 118, 6-7. Psalm 118, if I'm going to continue reading that, you know what it said? It said it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put than to put confidence in princes. All nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. What is the nation around you? The wrong imaginations, the wrong the procrastination. Come on. Termination, contamination, whatever nation is around you. The Bible says you can destroy them by the power of God. I'm not talking about literal nations. I'm talking about nations that gang up against you, systems and structures and things around you. You can discombobulate them by the power of God. It does not matter what that addiction is, what that tendency is, what that uh, behavioral pattern is. As long as you're conscious of the presence of God. Listen, the conscience of the presence of God is an antidote even to sin. Because before you sleep with somebody you're not married to, before you steal, if you imagine in yourself that Jesus was standing beside you, would you steal? <laughs> if you were imagining at that time that Jesus was beside you, are you still sure you're going to drag that weed or drink that wine or fornicate? Will you do that? So even the consciousness of God's presence does not only deal with external enemies. It also deals with the enemies that manifest through the flesh and through the canal nature. The awareness of the presence of God, the acknowledgement of the presence of God brings freedom. Because the words shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Come on, somebody give God praise right now. Psalm 118. He said that, that this nation is by God, in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me like bees. They were quenched like a fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. You pushed me violently that I might fall. But the Lord helped me. Is there somebody who's been provoking you online? A troll agitating you. Somebody trying to get the worst out of you. To get the words out of you. He says that you pushed me violently so I might fall. But the Lord helped me. I don't know who has been pushed. It feels like they have pushed you to the wall. Maybe even family members in this season. They keep saying words to haunt you. To taunt you. To attack you. To violate you. To test you. To push you to the limits. But God said or the, the psalmist said God helped me. Receive the help of God. You have the right words to speak. You have the right attitude in the name of Jesus. So the Lord is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. And the final thing I want to say today, so don't forget, God with us, type it in the comment box. Yes, 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 I'm waiting for you. Type it, type it, type it. God with us, type, 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 type. Have you typed it? Mm -hmm. Have you? God with us. Number two, God around us or God surrounds us. He envelops, he encircles us. Number three, God is for us. God is for us. And number four is this. God is in us. God in us. Say that with me. God in us. Say that one more time. God in us. Yes, yes. God in us. 
Psalm, Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. If you can hear the child crying us from the children's church. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. He said it is God that works in us both to will and to do. It's great to know that God is for us. After all the words as if God be for us, who can be against us? But you know, if somebody is for you and is not in you, that means at the time when he's not around you, you might not experience him. But God's presence is not only external, it's internal. It's not only extrinsic, it's intrinsic. Oh, balakaya, that God is in us. God is on the inside of us. The Bible says, greater is he, 1 John 4, verse 4. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What is in the world? Cancer is in the world. What is in the world? Coronavirus or COVID-19 is in the world. What is in the world? Shame is in the world. What is in the world? Lust is in the world. What is in the world? Pain is in the world. But greater is he that is in you than the lust in the world, than the cancer in the world, than the corona in the world, than the crisis in the world than the failure in the world than the frustration in the world than the famine in the world than the stress in the world than the distress in the world than the discouragement in the world greater is he that is in you somebody shout is in me i'm getting ready to close but i don't want to close with your mouth closed i want to close with your mouth open can you shake your head can you twist your head i know yes it may seem dramatic but don't people get dramatic when they are afraid don't they get dramatic when they're high while you are high on God and you are not afraid you are filled with the spirit of faith so a bit of drama is not out of place come and high five yourself if there's a family member in the house or your friend watching this with you high five that person and say God is in me the king of the universe is in me the Lord of Lords is in me first John 4 13 to 16 he said by this we know that we abide in in him and he in us so as i'm in god god is in me because he has given us his spirit and we have seen and testify that the father has sent the son as savior of the world whoever confesses that jesus is the son of god god abides in him and he in god that means that when i testify that jesus is the son of god when i agree and i claim that jesus is the son of god he said that god abides in me and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God. And God in him. Somebody place your hands on your chest and shout, God is in me. God is in me. I don't know what's in the world, but I know what I'm carrying. Oh yeah, haha. I don't know what's flying in the air, but I know who's soaring in me. I know whose wings I'm on board of or aboard. I know the person who's leading me. His name is G-O-D. G-O-D. He's, he's the God of gods. He's the Lord of lords. He's the king of the universe. He's the doctor who didn't go to any man school because medicine came out of him science came out of him laboratories are a tiny sliver of his infinite intelligence of his all greatness and might and capacity and that God lives where on the inside of me God with us God surrounds us God is for us and God is in us this is the reality of who we are this is the power of his presence. And so what do we need to do? 
If you're watching this and you have not received the life of Jesus Christ today, if you do not confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that God sent His Son as the Savior of the world, you cannot be sure that this message applies to you. Because this message applies to those who have received the life of Christ, like you being a Nigerian and trying to claim the rights of an American. See, there are two different kingdoms. God wants you in His kingdom. And part of that is acknowledging Jesus Christ. The, the beginning of that is receiving the gift or the work of redemption. Accepting that in your humanity, you are fallen. You are fallen short. The word says, all men have seen and come short of the glory of God. You are fallen short of the glory of God. You do not deserve to be called the son of God. But he says, I've made a way for you. The son of God became son of man, that the sons of men may become sons of God. Christ is our gift. If you are saved, this ought to make you so excited right now. If you are the person who has not received the life of Jesus, in a moment, can you just bow your heart, close your eyes with me? If you are saved, stay with me because there's a prayer for you as well. If you have not received life of Jesus, in this moment, wherever you are, can you just close your eyes right now and say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the perfect sacrifice for my sin. I repose my faith in you. I repose my faith in you. Today, I confess that I'm a sinner in my human nature. But I confess today that I turn my back from the ways of the world to you. I receive your gift of salvation. I receive your gift of redemption. Thank you because my name is written in the book of life. Thank you that in this moment, my heart is your home and you are my home. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen and amen. If you just said that prayer, you want to send us a message right now, send a DM on Instagram, send a DM on Twitter, or post a message in the comment box saying, I just made the decision, and we're going to reach you with some resources and some prayer and some connection and some affection. We want you to grow in faith in the name of Jesus. If you have received life of Jesus, if you're born again, I want to just begin to thank God right now that God, I wanted to lift your voice, make it loud. Yes, yes, lift. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Raise it. Did you go back to bed again? Did you go back slouching again? Come on, sit up right now. Sit up and begin to say, God, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you are, oh, Yakata, that you are with me. Oh, God, I thank you because you surround me. And as you begin to pray, the sea, the sovereignty of God, see the power of God all around you. Experience it in your mind and your heart and in your soul, never part of you. God, I thank you that you're all around me. I have 360 degree covering because you're with me thank you spirit of the lord i give you praise and glory in jesus name we have prayed i pray for everybody who's watching right now that from this moment you begin to experience even tangibly in that space where you are now that you begin to experience the fire of god burning afresh in your heart and in your mind and in your voice and in your space i proclaim that the atmosphere of your mind and your room changes now i proclaim that there is a shift in the spirit i proclaim by the power of the most high god that everything in your life begins to rise up to this revelation 
salvation that God is for you. From this moment, mountains keep like rams and hills keep like lambs by the power of God in the name of Jesus. The impossible is made possible for you. Testimonies abound to you this week. You experience the blessings of God in immeasurable dimensions and doses. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You're a carrier of that presence. Don't forget, keep cultivating it by singing, by praying, by worshiping, by declaring. Let the seep in your subconscious mind. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Real quick, we're going to honor the Lord with our giving. Were you blessed by that? I didn't hear you. Did you say something? Shout it. Were you blessed by that? Did you shout it? I want to shout a big yes if you were blessed. Shout. Were you blessed by that? All right. <laughs> Great stuff. So real quick, we're going to honor the Lord with our giving. Now, your offering is not payment for the word of God. In fact, in some ministries, they take the offering before the word. So your offering is not payment for what the Lord has said. Of course, your offering goes into servicing so many things. Even in this season, this ministry is given to people who are vulnerable. We may not publicize those things, but we are given to people who are in need and different on different levels. And if you have certain needs that you can cater to by yourself, send us a message. We'll see what we can do prayerfully with the resources that God has given to us within the, the confines, the circumference of the resources that God has given to us. But the reason we also give or give is not just because the word has come. The word has come. We come to appreciate and to honor the Lord, to worship him with that. But we also give because we are givers. That's who we are. That's our nature. Sinners sin, but givers give. I am a giver. I believe you're a giver too. And it's not my human nature I'm talking about. It's my divine nature. For God so loved the world. Guess what God did to the world? He gave his only begotten son. You might be in a place right now where you're rushing everything. And that's understandable. The economy might be challenging. But guess what? The economy of the kingdom is not challenged. The economy of the kingdom is on the rise. And you're in that kingdom. So you give today as a son. I know that you might be challenged when I say son, inheritance in Christ, sonship. So you can be a woman in the natural and be a son in the spirit. Right. So, so look at this now. And this is not about transgenderism. Let me just clarify that. This is not about transgenderism. This is about your identity, your nature as a redeemed son made in the image of Jesus Christ. So even in your finances, walk with this reality. God is with me. And because it's with me, look at what it says in Hebrews 13 verse 5. For himself has promised, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Because it's with me, I will always have enough. I will always have all sufficiency. I will always have abundance. That is a story. That is a testimony. So please give right now. Follow the instructions on the screen. You can give via text. You can do a bank transfer. You can do an online transfer. If you want to give bars of gold or you want to sign on this ministry, to your legacy or your will or something like that. We are open to that as well. There's so many things we want to do. We want to reach more lives. We want to take this message to the ends of the earth. And we need people like you who will give from a place of cheerfulness, appreciation, and conviction and love and joy. Not from coercion, manipulation, or uh, any kind of pressure, but because you believe God, because you love God, and you are a giver by your divine nature. You give this morning. You give this time whatever time of the world it is where you are i proclaim even as we can you do that right quick yeah now the account details the primary account details is zero two five five one six three three eight eight zero two five five one six three three 
888 is a GT bank account. You can do the transfers right now. And the Lord bless you as you give. We're going to close with a bit of music, but I just proclaim that as, as you've given, the seeds go for the proliferation of the gospel across the world and that your life will never remain the same again. Receive abundance this week. May the gateways of abundance be open to you. May you be a recipient of everything good that your destiny requires. May you attract into your space untold resources for the fulfillment of God's agenda and divine design for your life. And may you remain a dispenser of God's goodness and glory in everything you do in jesus name we pray somebody say amen somebody shout the power of his presence just before we close the music there's a fifth one which i might start off with next week and this is the that god wants to flow through us so don't forget god with us god surrounds us god is for us god is in us and god wants to flow through us that's your testimony of this week as we take it away with some music keep rejoicing keep shouting share the link to this message tell others to plug into it to listen watch it again on youtube listen to it again on mixler come on somebody have an amazing week be blessed prosper rise and increase in all that you do in jesus name we have prayed i'll see you sometime soon stay tuned